welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I'm going to be talking to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Today, I'm joined by Maxine Aquilina, an actress, a performer, founder of Days of Sunshine, and more recently, judge on Malta's Got Talent. But along with that, a darn amazing and inspirational woman. First up, Max, welcome. Hello, Trudy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I was just listening to all of that and I was like, is she actually talking about me? That's really (laughs) impressive. Absolutely. (laughs) I quite like the sound of that. It's so lovely to have you here. Now, we've been talking about uh, talking, having an interview with you for a couple of weeks, but you've been a very, very busy woman. I have indeed. Well, let me just ask, before we get to that, let me ask you first up, how was your Christmas? Oh, it was perfect. It was so lovely. It really was. It was so wonderful. My brother's here with his son. Where does your brother normally my bro- live? Oh, sorry, my brother lives in England. Oh, wow. So oh, they wow. managed, they, they literally made it like, I'm, I'm showing you, but it's a podcast, so you can't see. Um, what's the English saying? <laughs> by they, the skin by of their chin, chin, chin. That's it. By the, well, by the skin of their teeth, yes, yeah. whichever one. Um, so they made it here, which actually, you know, really, really made our day. Because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to meet anyone. So they're staying well, at my house. for anybody who doesn't know, of course, mm-hmm. if you're in England, uh, at the moment, England is, is in a very harsh lockdown. Uh, and uh, even... Uh, somebody I know managed to get on the last flight, not knowing, of course, that they were in tier four. That's it. Uh, which back. means you cannot leave the country. <laughs> That's it. You cannot practically leave your house. Yes. So your brother was one of those exactly. people that got out That's just it. in time. That's it. And in fact, they might not go back now for a couple of months which made my day even more because obviously I really missed them. Um, but it was really nice. It was just our siblings. Um, it was a really nice day. Very relaxed. Lovely lunch. With the baby, which made it all, you know, he has a one-year-old now. So uh, it just made it that much more special. So it was really nice. I'm so pleased for you. I'm absolutely thrilled. Um, uh, Now, I'm going to ask, of course, running up to Christmas was a very busy time for you because you have been uh, the queen of uh, Malta's Got Talent. (laughs) I wouldn't so far say the queen. The queen. The queen of Malta's Got Talent. Let me just ask you how, first up, because I was working with you in the last in the summer. How did this come about? Because I believe when we last spoke, you didn't even know that this was on the card, that no. this was going to happen. <laughs> it was one of the most random phone calls I think I've ever received. I got a phone call from the producers of Mortar's Got Talent, not knowing that they were the producers of Mortar's Got Talent. I knew they were producing a TV show. I didn't know which one. And they asked if they could meet me, like ASAP. And I thought, gosh, well all meetings are virtual now. Like, why do I need to get out the house and go to meet them? This is so <laughs> annoying. I was like, oh gosh, surely it's an email. Um, and then when they, I, I, I did ask, I said, so can I have a little bit more information? Because I don't like going into a meeting. And what, to put this in perspective, what time frame are we talking about here? This was, to be honest, because you said we met in the summer and I didn't mention anything. I think I probably would have known, but it might not have been confirmed. So I wasn't able to say anything at that point. But this was early summer, maybe June. Okay. Um, and it was just after Malta sort of 
came out that, that our lockdown, so it was still, you could still go out, there were people out, but lots of meetings had been moved online, obviously, and you got used to that. Um, so I just said, can I have a little bit more information, please? Because it's, it's, I don't like going in completely blind, like as to what we're going to do. So we're bringing Got Talent to Malta. And obviously I had been watching Got Talent since I was 15, 16, you know, and X Factor and all of that in the UK. So I was like, oh gosh. And then I thought, don't get too excited because they haven't said what they want you for. They might want you to participate. They might want you to bring students because obviously I teach musical theatre, so they might want that. And I thought, let me just go for this meeting. And then halfway through, I was like, could I ask why I'm here, please? Because they still hadn't <laughs> said. And they were like, we're thinking of you as one of the judges, but you actually have to go through a whole series of sort of interviews and... Hang um, on a second. Yeah. Okay, so they, they turn around and say, we, we're thinking of you as, a as well as being one of the judges. Do you have to I get mean, approval from the UK, from oh, the producers wow. in the UK. Oh, well, yeah. first of all, that must have been a magic, magic moment just to be asked. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I kept it cool. Of course. I, um, I was like, oh, right. Oh, great. Okay. And then, uh, then about five minutes later, I was like, this is so exciting. I'm sorry. I have to say, I just can't believe I'm sitting here speaking about this. And they really laughed at me. And then I thought, damn it, keep it cool. Keep cool. Um, so yes, that was it. And then we did a number of sort of meetings and auditions and, you know, workshops and all of this. And then finally, yeah, no, then finally it was a tick from the producer's in England and our our workshops with them started. So it's quite a, a long... Heavens yeah. above. Um, I, oh, hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up. Mm-hmm. So this process, so, that, so you start effectively auditioning yes. to be a judge. Yes. How long was that process? How long did that take? Because, I mean, you know, I think most people wouldn't even know this. No, they probably wouldn't know this. Um, it took a couple of weeks, if I'm honest, because it was rushed. I was asked last. I think I was the last sort of missing piece that they couldn't agree on they had asked quite a few people i don't know who but they did oh. i reckon i wish i knew who but um for whatever reason they still had an empty chair so this was a, a quick like oh gosh oh is she gonna manage are we, are we gonna like her is she gonna fit in and whatever and it was just really fun and I guess that was it. Then I was a judge. And then you were a judge. And then we filmed the promo in July. And then I think in August sometime it was released. And then September, sorry, August, September, we had the auditions. And then October it was on air. So there you was, go. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about this because I'm really fascinated. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> aside from wearing amazing dresses oh, and gosh, beautiful yes. makeup and an incredible hair, and we'll come to that in a second, um, appearing every week on Malta's what was hottest show everyone's talking about it was there ever a downside to the experience was there ever kind of negative feedback or negative comments i think i got loads of negative comments because i speak in english and a lot of Maltese people hate that which was exactly the same as alexandra yes exactly yes so if there's anyone ever speaking in english no matter how good bad whatever they are they will get stick for speaking in english um, which I knew going in, obviously having watched X Factor and seeing Alexandra, I thought, okay, I'm going to get the same thing. Um, but were you, were you chosen because you were speaking in no, English? No, no. It was just that you, no, no, you're no. more comfortable yes, in English? Yes, absolutely. Especially live TV. I mean, I can speak Maltese and I can get by in a shop or at work or, you know, casual conversations. But I think live TV, having to express yourself in a certain way where I'm talking about performance and I'm talking about, you know, technical things, 
I don't think I would have coped as well as I would have liked to. So the reason I spoke English was I want to be authentically myself. I don't want to have to sit there saying 10% of what I wish to say because I'm scared of how it's going to come out, if that makes sense. Because obviously I speak English full time. As in, it's my one language that I speak all the time. So it was, they were fine with that. They actually preferred that, Trudy. It's because more people can watch I had people from America when you say they you're talking the about the producers sorry yes uh-huh. they uh-huh. producers prefer that there is somebody speaking in English or they like the fact that somebody can speak in English because you open the show up yeah you know I had people from England watching on the live audience um, people in Singapore people in Scotland Ireland America Canada they were all over the place Belgium so there were loads of people loads of friends of mine living everywhere who were able to watch it and could only follow because I spoke in English but more of these people hated the fact that there's somebody speaking in English on their national channel, on the national now, channel. Now, explain to me why this is, because... I'm the know, wrong person to ask, to be honest. <laughs> this was the first taste of this kind of attitude that I've ever had, because I've always spoken in English. Was it personal? Um, some were personal. Like, you asked, the, the original question was the downside, yeah. and I think the downside is the sort of negativity you get from just very judgmental whether they're jealous or i don't know what it is but they are there are these keyboard warriors we call them who are very very nasty and in the beginning in the couple of first maybe one or two episodes i had started reading the comments just to see what the general feedback was and a lot of it was very positive and then you'd come across hundreds of people who are furious that I spoke in English and that some other judges spoke in English too whether they'd say a sentence or not and then you'd start getting deeper and it would be like women bashing Sarah and myself and you think you are a woman you should be proud that there are two women on that judging panel you should be proud that these two Maltese women have made it so far worked so hard and got to where they are and yet you're I have some quotes or some screenshots like Maxine yeah or what a show off or what a fake person and all of this kind of stuff and you think really do well, you even know me what was the worst comment what was the one that really hurt the most um gosh there were so many i'd have to go back and read them all it was this just a mix of these kind of negative i think the ones from women really got to me and then there were a couple where you obviously facebook you're not hidden you can go on their profile and you see that their teachers or you see that they have like spreading positive vibes everywhere I go. And then you're like, really? Are you actually doing that? Yeah. Because right now you're not. You're just calling somebody fake, show off that they're this. And, and in Maltese, it's much harsher, like to say the language. It's not just show off. It's really, really tough. Um, so then I just made a pact to myself that I don't actually care what Mary Faruja from Gura wants to say about me I don't you know as in you think that great I'll see you on church on Sunday and we'll pray together and I'll forgive you like what are you you know this is the funny thing all these people are so religious you see them at church every Sunday and yet there they are bashing and being nasty and it's just I don't have any room for that well you mentioned of course uh, you're talking about people of, of influence who are making these comments and, yes. and who are you know passing derogatory comments when in actual fact they should be at least supporting other women um now this i do know has obviously pushed you into a position of influence yes um i remember the first time you told me that you were going to be doing this and it was before it started uh, and i i happened to stumble across one of your uh, instagram 
posts. And I think at the time you had about two two thousand followers. And now you've shot up. You're you're no, more I, than five. I, 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 yes. No, I started off as a closed profile <laughs> with like 200 or something friends, you know, like how it is. Um, and then, no, I'm lying. It was open. It was open because I had done a show and I opened it and it was going in between open and closed as a profile. Um, but it is kind of a requirement when you're doing a show like this. Obviously, your social media is a way to sell well, in, in the case of musical theatre, it would be to sell show ticket shows. But um, this is me, like, to sell the actual show for people to watch it. But also to sell yourself. Because maybe, you yes, are... to sell yourself. I'm just terrible at that. I absolutely hate social media in that way. Well, I see, now that... It, that yes. yes, you see, that's <clears> what I was going to ask you. I use it as a... It, sometimes it can pass time. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes I can reach out to people who live in America. Sometimes it's nice to put a photo up. Um, sometimes it's like a diary I hated the fact that I had to post every day but you you have you must have understood going you into have. the role yes of course you do but yes, that yes, was yes. part and of- I sucked it up and I did it for six months and then I deleted social media the next day <laughs> you're serious yes I was like first thing I'm doing Monday morning I'm gonna post the behind the scenes and then it's bye bye for me and that was it and then I got it now because I wanted to say Merry Christmas to some people who I don't have the numbers, so that was nice. I went online, I downloaded Instagram again and just said Merry Christmas. And then like, today I posted because I did my hair. But it's so nice not having that pressure. Like I'm the type who'd leave my mobile in the kitchen and not know where it is and be like, oh. So that was a downside as well. I think it was the negativity from the public and possibly this sort of need to constantly post, even when you're really tired or when you don't feel like... Uh, you, you're not into it, into social media, but of course, uh, the, I, I don't know if there's a chance that you're going to be asked to do a second series of Malta's Got Talent, which means going back onto social media. Now, a lot of people do use, a lot of people who are in um, acting or television or anything like that, they use social media to promote their profile to get the audience to get the attention that that they need or that they want now of course we also know uh, that it's incredibly addictive and what you're saying is you know you've just you take an instagram off your phone congratulations well done good for you um but if you if you are asked to do malta's got talent again is that gonna be an issue is it gonna be you know going back in the no i don't think it i mean like i said it's back on my phone i've just turned off all notifications of every app that i have so i never because i'm the type of person if i have four notifications i have to check them wherever i am and sometimes you like lose so much time or you're late for somewhere because you've just been on your phone so i took off the notifications i have to say it wasn't all bad there were times where it's really fun and i loved sort of creating the stories about the day before or posting this look because you looked so so different you know i don't look like that i used to look in the mirror and go who the hell is that (laughs) (laughs) that's not me so it was there was a high to it as well and because you're in the bubble of it it it's not bad it's what's part of the show i suppose it's fun it's also what the audience expects and it was super fun and so many nice comments so many nice like replies to your stories and all of that it was great and I i met genuinely nice people um, through the social media so it wasn't all negative I think sometimes when you're trying to juggle everything it's difficult so going back to the question if they asked me again one 
depends when because it's going to be an alternating thing so it's going to be Malta's got talent X Factor Malta's got talent so it's not 2021 it would be 2022 and to be honest I just can't think that far ahead did you did you have a favorite dress oh gosh it, it, you didn't this this semi-final Rosemaria Bella's dress oh my princess dress I mean, that was a stunning dress. Absolutely. That was 40-something meters of (gasps) They are magic. And it took three people to make that dress. It was insane. And she was wonderful because she said, I want to make a dress. That's you. And I thought, right. And she said, so just start thinking of things that you like. So I was like, okay, what do I like? And I believe they're not. I'm quite girly. I love pink. I love princesses. I love that kind of... So I was like, I don't know, ballerinas, princess, fairies, pink. Like, I just mentioned these things, flowers. And she was like, okay. And then she kind of came up with this sketch. And I was like, yes. But, but Max, this is this is it's insane. Right, wonderful. All of them were like that. You, you, you have all this the designers. job. Yeah. You have this job. And you, you have designers coming up to you and saying to you, um, I'm going to design a dress for, for you. you. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, people were coming like and, and doing your makeup and doing your hair. Yes. It was, it, was, it was unreal. It was like my literal five-year-old dream come true. And I think that's one of my favorite parts of any musical I've ever done or any play. I love the costumes. I love the makeup. You suddenly feel like the character. Although this time it wasn't a character. It was yourself. It was me. And, and just going off topic for a second, but did you feel the pressure? Because there yes. you go. You've got a designer coming up with a dress specifically yes. for you. And they don't do it out of just the goodness of their own heart. They do it because you're promoting their product as well. Of course. As well as wanting to be involved. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. It just, it was, I mean, it was fun pressure, if that makes sense. It was fun pressure. I never felt like, oh gosh. I did feel like I wish it showed more. And we were wearing visors as well. So the makeup artist, I just thought, you're not even seeing the wonders of the makeup. So there was slightly more pressure on your social media and to get the photos right. Now again, useless I am. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) useless. Thank God for my sister. Thank God for actually Sarah. She was wonderful in teaching me like little tricks on how to take a decent picture. I'm terrible. So all we did was what I did was get ready really early to have at least an hour to take pictures of everything. Because don't forget, it's hair, it's makeup, it's jewelry, it's dress, it's shoes. It's, it's, It's everything needs a decent photo, at least one or two or three photos. So it was like this whole photo shoot before going on air. But that was just became fun. Like that, we got used to doing that. Whereas in the auditions, I was just like, ah, Sarah, help me take these pictures. And she's great. So, Well, listen, I've got one last question yes. for you uh, with regards to Malta's Got Talent. Um, controversial winners. Right. Um, it's a, a lot of people have been talking about this. It's been a hot topic of conversation for quite yes, a while. Macchietti with uh, Joe Mike and Lydon. Yep. Who won. Yes, they did. Now, indeed. for a lot of people, and that was with the public vote. Yes. For a lot of people, uh, they're saying, you know, great, it's lovely to have a Maltese act, you know, singing in Maltese and doing the whole Maltese thing, but not necessarily the most deserving act. Yes. Now, this is where we struggle. So I've obviously, as I mentioned before, been watching Got Talent for so many years, and I've seen all sorts of things get golden buzzers all sorts of acts win um and i think abroad they're kind of used to what got talent is as a franchise so now the first got talent in malta 
not much explanation about what the show is except in the name so you think okay but don't you think it's a house it's a household name this this show people yes. will have seen it yes. everyone will have seen it i don't know about that judy i get lots of questions about why this one got through let alone why this one was in the semi-final or and my answer is always the same it's a it is a talent show yes but the ethos behind got talent as the franchise is did it entertain you did it make you laugh was it different was it fun did it have a feel-good factor you know all these different questions you have to ask yourself when you're watching so another controversial one was Kapshi the firework guy um who I honestly said it's more of the same in in the in the semi-final and in in sorry in the final and in the semi-final I had told him something along the lines of what else can you do as in you know it's it's a bit stuck I thought um and I was always very honest with my with my judging um but there are people who absolutely love him and if you've watched Got Talent Britain's Got Talent David Walliams gives golden buzzers to the most bizarre act who you know everyone else is just like David Walliams (laughs) exactly but we haven't got there yet we haven't been doing this for 15 10 years however long that's been going so I think people found it controversial because they're not sure of what the show is about what they're voting for what, exactly what the sh- what is the show about is it entertainment obviously got talent and other countries have a show at the end a variety show or whatnot this is just a winner and wins a cash prize um so i understand and I, I'm, I'm trying to be in the middle of this really because i well, understand uh, that there are better acts or more deserving acts or more talented acts but if you look at what joe mike and leiden are they he writes his own lyrics okay sticking to a tradition in Morty's five-year-old boy who sings with an understanding okay so I teach five-year-olds or rather I've taught five-year-olds and would do something like the sweet shop as a play and I would say to I don't know Barry no no Morty's children are called Barry Barry your line is no I don't like sweets and Barry will come back every week and not know his line so the fact that this boy knew pages and pages of lyrics and understood what he was saying was already impressive so they ticked a lot of boxes for the public yes you're you're saying yeah they ticked tradition they ticked cute factor they ticked father and son act they ticked a lot so i was not surprised that they won so step off the middle of the fence just one second yes okay was it your choice would no. you have had them no win? no i, Who I would you have, have had way uh, i think concept of movement came second and i absolutely found them well incredible so if i could if i if it was up to me i probably would have switched it i would have had concept of movement first and joe michael in second but it's so subjective isn't it that's why it's so great that it's the public vote because us four would have been so different as to who would have wanted who. And of course, uh, you know, very emotive for anybody watching as well, depending on what you decided. Exactly. It's so subjective. It's unreal. It's it's what I like. It's like, do you like pizza pasta? It's it's how can you compare? It's a really tough show. Because it's not just singing and just dancing and just acrobats. It's everything. So how do you how can you ju- it's very difficult actually. I found that really hard.
So, uh, you know, we're going to talk about acting. You just mentioned there, of course, that uh, you teach acting uh, mm-hmm. and to five-year-olds and so on. But first up, of course, you are an actress. So yes. having played some of the lead roles in Malta, having studied in Glasgow, um, and of course, I, I understand that Malta's Got Talent would have softened the blow this year, but I'm, I'm assuming it's been a tough, tough year because theatres have been closed. Yes, yes, it was. I mean, I was lucky enough to start the year performing at the Manwa Theatre in The Importance of Being Earnest. Um, and then I went straight into Sister Act, which was up and running on its feet. We, I don't know, we had about five or six weeks rehearsals and we were performing with the orchestra. This was over in Gozo. Over in Gozo, a wonderful musical and a wonderful role. And I was so lucky. And lots and lots of great uh, colleagues oh, and fellow yes, actors. There. Yes, it was such fun. And it was production week, which is the best week and the most tiring, but the best week. You know, you start to see the show come together and you have an audience on the Friday. So it was brilliant. And then the next day we went into a lockdown. And we performed with the orchestra once. And it was wow. heartbreaking to just suddenly go, don't come to Gozo. The Prime Minister has just said that we're going into a lockdown. This show is not happening. And you think, oh gosh, when, when is it going to happen? Maybe it's going to happen in summer. Maybe it's going to happen in September. Maybe it's going to happen in November. And obviously it hasn't happened. And it's, it's supposed to be this coming March in 2021. But how do you know it can happen? We, could, we don't. That's, that theatre holds 1,000 something people. I don't see it happening. So it was very hard. So in my studies, I've read up and researched a lot about post-war. And theatre has always thrived after devastation and war or pandemic. Because people need it. People need that pick-me-up. People need that escape. And it's such a celebration of everything that's happened and stories come out of it. And you can only imagine now how many plays and things are going to be about lockdown and all the heartbreak that went into that poor old lady on her own or the family who was separated there's thousands of stories that need to be told and they will be told whether they are online or whether it's in an intimate setting of four people or 30 people socially distanced things have taken a toll and things are changing um it i say it and i hate saying it it didn't affect me so much because it wasn't my full-time job I have friends who didn't have an income for months who've had to move home back to their parents house you know with a room that they left when they were 15 and people who can't pay their rent people who can't travel it's just heartbreaking so the whole world went into a pause which obviously affected people differently but it's wonderful to see even now that there are still performances and I think it's something that cannot stop because we need theatre we need art we need that as humans what's been your favourite part of all time? <gasps> My fair lady it has to be Eliza Doolittle till why? today forever why 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 it was give, give me always. a bit of Cockney tell, tell me in Cockney why why <laughs> <laughs> this took me back once I came on the radio with you and I had to do cockney on the radio. Um, I'm a good girl, I am. She was wonderful. Absolutely loved her. Well, there's Cockney East London and there's Cockney, My Fair Lady Cockney, which is different, isn't it? Why? I've, I used to watch My Fair Lady as a little girl and I loved Audrey Hepburn. And I just was lost in this story. And it was the story. It was Cinderella, really, in a way. Um, and I knew the songs and everything. And then obviously there was talk about it being produced. And I 
I was lucky enough to have been offered the role. It wasn't even like an audition. And um, oh gosh, I just lived for that literally for a few months. So is that is that the role? If I was to ask you, um, what would be the part that you'd most like to play? Is that that's it? Yes, you've, you've played the yes, role. I played the role on the biggest stage in Malta. Yes, y- you've made it. I mean, that was it. I said I could retire now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, just don't ever have nice. to do anything again <laughs> in the sense of like yeah I did that and that's it and even in the circumstances that I did it make me even more proud now um, obviously I just lost my mom a few months before and it was really really tough and production week was oh horrible I was just in tears every single day I was exhausted like I can't even explain how bad I was at that stage but the shows were so much fun. And then five minutes after the last show finished, I get full on tonsillitis. And it was just like my body going, okay, go to sleep. Okay, okay, you've done that now. <laughs> but I was so proud that I had done it. And I don't know, it's just like literally a dream come true. And I, I find that really cheesy to say whenever I hear, oh, my dream came true. But it was, it was a dream come true. And, and you mentioned, of course, your, your mum had passed away yeah. just before then. Uh, do you think it, it meant even more because of oh, the timing? Of course, definitely. I mean, she knew that I always wanted to play that role as well. So it was like, yes, well, this one's for you, you know. It was the first show as well after she had passed away. And it was, it was a almost good and bad distraction, if that makes sense. Because obviously good, because I was focused on something and I was really driven towards something and bad because I didn't have that I didn't give myself that time to to grieve and to to get better but that that came later that came after Mamma Mia well <laughs> that came like a little bit time later. down the road well of course you mentioned your mum and uh, she holds a very dear place in my heart oh, gosh. as well I can't um, believe this from it's an experience unreal. that we had we discovered uh, on air on on radio that uh, she had actually saved my life and I'd never known that it was her so we have this in common oh. and I can't even ever tell that story without getting choked yeah, up yeah I'm really trying right oh. now <laughs> but uh, don't I'm gonna be off um but out of that came Jays of Sunshine yes and Jays of Sunshine um explain that to me because I want to find out whether that's still going on and whether that yes. still has a future because of course COVID I should imagine yes. has been impacting um, on that as well it really so has. what is it so Jays of Sunshine is a charity foundation that myself and my best friend Angie founded together we both lost our mums from cancer um years apart um and we both worked with children for many years together as well. So we had this in common. Um, that we both wanted to do something good in the world. And we came up with this idea that we could work with children who are being treated for cancer right now. Um, children, young people really, not just, you know, little children. And we thought, well, what could we do? And we thought, well, we just want to be a ray of sunshine that's how it started that's what it was it was just we just want to be a little bit of happiness in a really shitty time um because we both went through that time not obviously with our own children but with our mothers and when somebody brought over a chocolate cake or when somebody sent something or sent a nice message or did something nice it does you sort of not forget but it just brightens up a little bit and i said that's what we want to be um, and then we named it Jay's because my mother's name was Jackie and Angie's mom's name was Josette. So we said, right, how are we going to make these children happy? And we thought, well, wish lists is a nice thing. So we thought, OK, we could give every child at the oncology ward, they call it the Rainbow Ward, um, a wish list. 
and they can fill it in with whatever they want and we will do our best to make this wish come true and so far we are proud to say we've made every single wish come true because it's ranged from I want a laptop to I want to go to Peppa Pig World or I want to ride in a Ferrari hang on a second you've made this happen yes every single one there hasn't been one where we're like mm, I, I gotta tell you I gotta tell you right now I'm goosebumpy yeah no, I'm really proud of that actually. this is incredible and the hardest one was a little boy who was three at the time and he wanted to have every single sort of jungle animal that you can imagine and I thought it's not gonna suffice is it if I just go and buy him like a box of animals sort of toys so I thought how am I gonna get him a giraffe an elephant a lion uh, and all of these things and I said I know he can go to London Zoo he can go to London and go to the zoo and see these animals in the flesh and he was too unwell at the time so his was on a pause until the year later and then him and his family spent Christmas in London and we did everything we did the flights taxis hotel food everything zoo tickets obviously in this case this came about very very shortly after your your mum passed away yes I was folding clothes in my room, I remember, it's my sort of go-to thing when I'm feeling a little bit anxious or stressed or upset. I like to clean. So I was folding Listen, my Listen, if laundry. you ever do that, you can come around my oh, house. Oh, I okay? love it, honestly. No, no, come around. Absolutely seriously. love it. And the messier, always the welcome. better, because then when I see it all clean, it's like, oh, love that. Max, you are always welcome around my house. <laughs> cleaning services, add your service. Um, uh, well, I was cleaning and I thought, oh, this, what is this life? Like, literally, what, what is it? You're here one minute and you're gone the next. And if you don't do things that you want to do or give anything back, like, why are we here? I just had this really big sort of moment. And I messaged Angie and I'm like, oh, we need to do something. Like, what what can we do? Like, it's just you're the only person who I can think of who's in this sort of boat as well and who are good with children. Let's work with children. And then we just went off on that. And I actually have a screenshot, which I I framed for Angie when she came up with, oh, why don't we call it Jays of Sunshine? So I gave that to Angie as a present, this sort of framed picture. Um, but that was only a couple of months after my mum had passed away. So mummy died in September and this was December. And Wasn't I, that tough? It was too, but Wasn't I didn't, we didn't open it. It was too early. I told her, give me time because I've got two big shows coming up and it, this needs time to think of everything. Logistic, we need to meet Renny and Angel of Patino who work and, and run the Rainbow Ward. We need to see what we're going to be, what we're going to do. So I didn't, we didn't actually open until the following year. And then I felt braver to go back to the ward because obviously my mom passed away in the ward above at the same place. So I just, I couldn't see myself going in there like and taking the same lift and sort of being in the same place. Well, let's hope Oh, that yes. 2021 brings yes brings really brings joy yes some of the plans that you have for 2021 uh, Mm -hmm. are set in stone you're getting married yes (laughs) how exciting regardless of the covid regulations yeah well let me ask you i mean you say that but if if it means that only you know 10 of you can be at the wedding you're still going to get married yes even if it's just me him and the priest (laughs) i love that maxine it has been so incredible talking to you i'm so thrilled that uh, in a tough year You've had some uh, joy, you've been able to bring joy, uh, but also looking uh, so positively towards 2021. I'm definitely going to catch up with you at some point next year, but for today. Oh, I want to stay longer. I could just chat. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for asking me. It's been a blast. Absolutely. Thank you, Maxine. Bye.